Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Over this period of 35 years, the company grew from zero to 170 million in sales and became the leading company in both the picture frame industry and mirrors. From 1980 into the 90s, uh, we were doubling our size every two and a half to three years. As a result of foreign competition, our gross profit margins deteriorated. We had to watch every penny of overhead. So here we are, we're mobilizing our resources very carefully. We're controlling costs. And the one area that was so confounding was healthcare costs. Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with Shane Mason, and we're two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. That was another clip from the new documentary, Fix It, Healthcare at a Tipping Point. Brilliant little film. Casey, in a moment, we'll have our Healthcare in America reporter, Donna Smith, with us to talk with filmmaker and CEO of MCS Industries, Richard Master. The film, as we mentioned, was two years in the making and reaches across the political and ideological divide to expand support for major healthcare reform. And it does take an in-depth look into how our dysfunctional healthcare system is damaging our economy, suffocating our businesses, discouraging physicians, and negatively impacting on the nation's health while remaining unaffordable for a third of our citizens. And that music can only mean one thing. It's time for Donna Smith and Healthcare in America. Donna, welcome, and we're so pleased to have a guest with us today, filmmaker of Fix It and CEO of MCS Industries, Richard Master. Welcome, Richard. Thank you. Great to be with you today. Yeah, we appreciate your time. So first off, uh, how, yeah, and how, Donna, you're there too, right? Oh, of course. Okay. I'm here listening. Hey, I, Donna. Whenever I hear my spacey music, I love it. Don't say anything about me being spacey, just spacey music. So, so first <laughs> off, Richard, we'd like to know how and why did you make this movie? Uh, okay, well, you're, you know, we're a company of uh, some size. We're approaching 200 million in sales. We have 160 employees in the United States in various locations. And what we have seen is that healthcare has been a runaway cost since 2000. It's gone up uh, almost three times. Uh, our insurance costs have gone up. And at the same time, the quality of the insurance, the protection that it provided to our employees deteriorated dramatically. So we have had to get contributions from our employees. Those contributions have affected the total wages that they can take home, and at the same time, they're subjected to higher levels of uh, out-of-pocket expense. And the company has, has suffered as well. And then there was a, you know, another you know, immediate situation. I have my son. I have a, one uh, child, and he was getting married to a young woman in Chile. Uh, we ended up in Santiago. He had an asthma attack. And I had an aha moment. Uh, we went into the pharmacy down there to get a inhaler and to help him. And I was prepared to pay $150, which was the U.S. price, and it was $15. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, on a whim, asked uh, for my blood pressure medicine, and it was four dollars in ex- instead of in basically ten percent of the cost that I would pay. And I turned to the, these young people and I said, "We're going to do something about it. We have to pledge to do something about this." And that's how all this started. It's it's great, Richard. And I just have to say, why do you think more business people aren't advocating for a single payer healthcare model? Well, uh, you know, I think a lot of business people, it's sort of the incremental erosion that we, in, in, of cost that we s- allow sometimes in the business community. It, it's not directly related to our cost of goods sold. seems to be out of our control. And there's also this philosophy that gets in the way that uh, somehow we're going to have bigger government and government control of, uh, of a sector of the economy, and some businesses, businessmen have a conservative bent, and uh, and that gets in the way, and it really shouldn't. It doesn't get in the way in so many other countries in the world. Uh, you know, we were up in Canada, and it certainly doesn't get in the way there. We met a lot of conservative business people who embrace their single-payer model. So as a CEO, do you look at the Affordable Care Act as some sort of a solution or a partial solution, or do you think that that's making the system worse and we need to move beyond that? Well, the Affordable Care Act did a lot of very positive things from, I think, a moral standpoint. Before the Affordable Care Act, people with, uh, you know, serious health conditions could be denied insurance. That's no longer the case. Young people who are in college can stay on their parents' plans until age 26. There's a limitation on what you can charge an older person of three times. And, and be, prior to this, it was uh, a higher, much higher multiple. So there's a lot of really good things in the Affordable Care Act, but very little of it, I think, went to the cost issue, the, the runaway cost of our health care. And then I wanted to ask you, Donna, uh, to weigh in on this. First of all, I want to uh, absolutely thank Richard for you know having the the courage and the commitment to uh, speaking out on behalf of America's business uh, community on this critical issue. Far too often, we we know there are business people out there who share some differing views on how to get things done, but they often don't take that risk and certainly don't make the financial investment that Richard has made to this effort. So I want to just thank him for making the film in the first place and, and for doing that. I, As I've been uh, uh, watching the film be shown everywhere around the country, you know, whether it's been uh, where we really uh, launched it in a meaningful way to the single-payer uh, activist community at a huge conference in Chicago on um, Halloween last year, we started seeing these tremendous reactions to the film, standing ovations and you know people really reacting in a strong way. And the other thing it helped our single-payer advocacy groups acknowledge is that we do need to talk to American business. We cannot look the other way and just assume that business people are not going to advocate for single-payer. In fact, they can be very powerful, and we won't get this done without them. We will not move this forward without convincing our brothers and sisters who are a part, intricate part of our economy and paying the bills uh, that this needs to happen. And again, this is just a, a tremendous gift, not only to our movement, but to the American people and saying, 
business does get it. We do understand. But we have to be talking to each other a little bit less about political ideology and a little bit more about what makes common sense for our economy and what's good from a human standpoint. Richard, what are the effects of the skyrocketing health insurance on businesses? Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, you can look at it from a macro standpoint and a macroeconomic standpoint. This cost is about 18% of our economy, of our gross domestic product. And we're competing with other economies where other modern industrialized countries, Western European countries, Canada, that have health care costs, half of ours. You know, if we're $8,700 a year, they're below $5,000, $4,500 a year. So there it detracts from our ability to hire employees and retain employees, and it is a disincentive for us to grow our businesses in the United States. So that's a really serious, uh, serious problem. At the same time, we are seeing that the quality of the insurance just doesn't work to protect the employee. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, a several employees, and it, you know, it doesn't affect everybody. This is like a real conundrum. The people who get ill are the ones who are the most concerned about their insurance. The ones who are not ill, I think that everything is wonderful and they're going to just go on and on like this uh, forever and thank you very much for the insurance. But we have employees here who there's a serious illness in the, in the family, make good wages, and they are subjected to out-of-pocket expenses that really are a threat to, the, uh, to them, to their circumstance. So true. Everybody's one catastrophic illness away from bankruptcy. Healthcare at the tipping point is just the first of the films that Richard is really working on. He's working on a, another another film to address uh, the whole issue of uh, pharmaceuticals in the United States, and I, I, you know, and what what that's doing to all of us. And we certainly talked about that a lot on Nurse Talk in the past. Yes. And I, I just, you know, I'm so excited about that because that's an issue even Hillary Clinton has acknowledged through this political cycle that she wants to really attack from the Medicare. Uh, negotiating perspective, but I wanted to, you know, nudge Richard a little bit. First of all, I'm so glad you're making the film, and ask you when when do you anticipate that film is likely to be uh, ready and to be released? We're working to get it done by the end of July. Great, uh, it's nice. pretty aggressive uh, schedule, but we're probably three weeks away from the completing the production side of the schedule. We'll be in post production animation and hopefully get get it released by the end of July. This concern is not ideological. It is across the board from, we have a number of Republicans who will be in the movie, conservatives, uh, Democrats. So uh, I'm very excited about the movie. It connects the dots from pharma to the concerns about democracy. Again, we've been talking with Richard Master about his brilliant documentary, Fix It, Healthcare at a Tipping Point. Richard, where can listeners go to learn more about the movie? Uh, you can get the movie from our website. You can download it. You can uh, just uh, click and, and listen to it on your cell phone. And it's Fix It Healthcare, F-I-X-I-T, healthcare, one word, dot com. And also uh, Physicians for a National Healthcare Plan, PNHP, are going to have that 
uh, on its on their website, and there'll be another a number of other sites. Excellent. I, we'd like to put that on our website as well. Is that okay with you? Perfect. We'd love it. That's great. Love it. Use it. Yes, we definitely want to use it. So I want to thank you, Richard, for uh, first uh, being with us, but also for being committed to this. We really need people like you to push this single-payer ball forward. Well, we're going beyond punditry, where we really are trying to understand the dynamics of how these things work to acts of patriotism, which we all have to do in order to fix this society that we live in. And we, we've got serious problems. So I'm hopeful that people will use this. I'm hopeful that we'll get to Washington and to our... I know, Donna, you're doing a great job in Colorado, that there's uh, this initiative for single payer in, in Colorado. And throughout the, the country, we're seeing this emerge as a major issue to address. So it's really great. It's great to be a part of it. Yes, excellent. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Donna Smith and Healthcare in America. Donna, thank you as always, and thank you again, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. <laughs>